0: Pull up a chair and get comfortable. It's time to talk about your federal benefits. Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators presents the FABC podcast with Elizabeth Inman and Brian Fentress. Welcome. I'm Elizabeth Inman over here at Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators. We're in part two of our TSP series. Now, don't worry if you missed part one, we put a link in the description. In that part one, TSP, we talked about several things. I went back over our three-part retirement system as federal employees, postal employees. Three parts of a retirement system. If you're FERS, then you have a pension, you have social security, and you have the thrift savings plan. OPM calls it the three-legged stool. Don't forget that. Very, very important. And I know I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but I'm telling you, I went 24 years in my own career and I did not know that. You cannot make good decisions for your career, for your retirement, if you don't understand the system. Everybody thinks Thrift Savings is just a savings plan. That's not what that is. It is our 401k type plan designed to make up the third part of our three-part retirement system. If we understood that from the get-go, we would make different decisions about thrift savings. (laughs) Okay, so we talked about that last time in depth. If you missed it, just look in the description, click on the link, go back and listen to that podcast. We also talked about those not-so-great February returns. So, It's too early for the March returns, but they're going to be happening quick. We'll come back with the March returns and, ooh, I don't know if you've been listening at all, watching the stock returns, watching what's happening with the indexes, I don't have a prediction on what the overall uh, results of the March returns are going to be. So I'm kind of waiting with bated breath on what those returns are going to look like. Now, we're doing five parts on TSP. I'm going to do five podcasts on TSP. I want to talk about things that's relevant. I want to talk about things that's going to help you in your career. Today, I'm just going to bring you up to date. We just got past the first of the year. Uh, Oh my goodness. The first of the year brought us to where we are today, past that huge change that happened in 2022 when TSP changed their bookkeeping functions. Ooh, we're still kind of in the middle of that. Well, okay, I'll be fair. Maybe we're on the downhill swing of that. We'll give them that. But I'm still going to talk about some of that when I give you updates on TSP in this particular podcast. I, I again, want to talk about things that's relevant to today. I'm going to end it with some tax um, uh, housekeeping things. That, that's what I'll call it housekeeping things for your taxes, because we're right before tax day with this podcast. So we'll talk about that. Um, And then we're going to end these podcasts with a bang. You want to make sure you stay tuned for the end of our podcast as we continue in this five part series. Now we're in part two Again, you can find the uh, link in the description for part one if you missed it. We'll continue to post those links so you can catch up if you missed them. But I'm going to read some technical stuff. This is housekeeping information that affects our taxes. So bear with me. I don't like to read things to you. Everybody can read. But I want to be technically correct for you for the information I'm going to share today. So I have my pieces of paper I'm going to refer to here and there. Um, uh, So... Anyway, let's just get started. I want to talk about some of the updates. First of all, have you logged into TSP lately? They continue to make improvements on the interface once you you log into TSP.gov. It is getting easier and easier. There's still a few glitches here and there, but overall great improvement. There's not nearly as much what that seems to be hidden as what there was in the beginning. You can literally navigate a whole lot easier than you used to. Still having a few issues with some of the uh, double and triple authentications that we have to go through. I'll tell you what, um, I've been retired a bit. (laughs) I'm in a second career. Obviously, I'm doing federal employee benefit coordinators now. I cannot even imagine having been retired 20 or 30 years trying to navigate the Thrift Savings Plan online stuff. Oh my goodness. Um, But hey, you know what? Here we are. We're in the technology age. I'm going to tell you just use it more and more. Get comfortable with it. Don't wait until you're in your 70s and 80s to try to get used to this technology. Get used to your app that's on your phone. I mean, how cool is it that we have an app on the phone now with a TSP? Be sure and get comfortable with that as well. Now, they did have a temporary issue with the installment payment. They've been working on the programming for that for some time now. What that did is it prevented some of the participants from setting up installment payments in the amount that they desired. So they are addressing that issue, and in the meantime, what TSP was telling you to do was to use a temporary workaround where you could request partial withdrawals instead of installment payments, and until they get that programming issue fixed. So be sure and pay attention, though, the minimum amount, the blah, 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 that was a mouthful, the minimum amount of a partial withdrawal is $1,000, and you had to wait at least 30 days between your requests. So that's important information if you were hoping for installment payments. Now, the other thing that's been in the news a lot is the G fund and the debt limit. Now, I'm gonna tell y'all, I'm gonna refrain from giving any personal comments about this particular topic. I'm gonna read directly from the information that's given on the TSP.gov website, okay? But listen, Listen closely to the words that I read because this is important for you today. This is important for your future as a retiree one of these days. You with me? Okay, you heard me. <laughs> as of January the 23rd, the U.S. Treasury was unable to fully invest the Government Securities Investment Fund. That hadn't changed. This is what's on the website, by the way. Just, I checked before I started this podcast. (laughs) Was unable to fully invest the government securities investment fund, that is the G fund, due to the statutory ceiling on the federal debt, uh, debt. However, G fund investors remain fully protected and G fund earnings are fully guaranteed by the federal government. The statutory guarantee has effectively protected G fund investors many times over the past 30 years. G fund account balances will continue to accrue earnings and will be updated each business day and loans and withdrawals will be unaffected. So you can learn more about the debt limit on the U S department of the treasury website. If you would like to have a personal conversation with me, about that topic just give me a call at 1-918-396-5171. Ask for Elizabeth Inman. That's me and I'll talk to you one-on-one. How about that? That's all I'm going to say about that particular topic. Now the next item that's on the website is about the president signing the SECURE Act 2.0. It hasn't been updated lately. I am gonna read what's on the website, but that is a topic of a future web uh, podcast that I'm going to do. I'm gonna get very thorough about the Secure Act 2.0 and how it affects the TSP coming up very soon. Um, We'll have a full um, announcement about that coming up soon about the Secure Act 2.0, because it is very, very important. December the 29th of 2022, President Biden signed the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act 2.0. They're calling it the SECURE Act, and it was signed into law. It increases the start age for required minimum distributions from 72 to 73 this year, 2023, and then further increases the start age to 75. 10 years out in 2033. So that is a change for this year. Um, TSP is continuing to assess, TSP is continuing to assess how the Secure Act 2.0 is going to affect the TSP and that they will continue to provide updates. We will also continue to provide updates through our podcasts as they post those on the TSP.gov website. Um, We'll continue to bring you the updates on those as well. It is big changes. Um, They've already mailed out the notices for the RMDs this year. Those have already been sent out. If you haven't got yours, you need to call the TSP Uh, a website, call TSP, not call the website, call TSP if you haven't gotten yours. Same thing with the 1099-Rs. Those have already been mailed out. There were a few glitches with those. So it's already late into the tax preparation year of 2023. If you haven't gotten your 1099s, if you have not been notified, if you turn 73 this year, about your RMDs, required minimum distributions, get a hold of TSP right away. So that's the updates from the TSP website. Um, There's another topic that I wanna read to you because I wanna be very specific about this that, that will impact all of us. It's the life expectancy recalculation notices. TSP life expectancy installments have been recalculated according to required updates to the assumptions used to determine those amounts. In early January, TSP sent notices with more information, including recalculated amounts to to participants receiving life expectancy installments. Not only does it affect current folks receiving those installments, it will affect those in the future that plan to receive lifetime installments notices were went out based on participants delivery preferences on file that's either by mail or online through their secure participant mailbox in the my account on the tsp.gov website life expectancy recalculations were made that is important and if you don't understand what that is And how that affects you. That's another reason to send me an email at elizabeth at febcnow.com. Happy to talk to you about that. But that is a big change. And then don't forget, I mentioned this once already, but the required minimum distribution notices have already been mailed out. So that's the updates, the news, and the announcements from the TSP.gov website. And then I want to talk about the changes that the SECURE Act made to the catch-up contributions and how that works. So the process for catch-up contributions is now easier for TSP participants. Finally, finally, they did something that makes it easy. If you're Turning 50 or older, you'll no longer need to make a separate catch-up election to your TSP account towards your uh, catch-up limit. Used to, we had to make a separate election for that, but not anymore. This is the way it works. So if you're turning 50 or older and exceed the IRS elective deferral or the annual addition addition limit, then your contributions will automatically start counting toward the IRS catch-up limit. Just add any contributions towards the catch-up limit in the same place as your other TSP contributions. It's as easy as that now. They really did make it easier. I know, I know. Hard to believe, but they did. (laughs) Your election will carry over each year unless you submit a new one. For instructions on changing your contribution amount, you see the start, change, or stop contributions on the website. If you're eligible for an agency or service match, contributions spilling over towards the catch-up limit will qualify for the match on up to the 5% of your salary. You may start, stop, or change your contributions at any time. If you choose not to contribute towards the catch-up limit, you should adjust your TSP contributions accordingly. So important note from members of the Uniformed Services. I always like to take care of our Uniformed Services. If you're a Uniformed Services member and enter a combat zone, first of all, we'll be praying for you. Your contributions towards the catch-up catch limit must be Roth. The TSP cannot accept traditional tax-exempt contributions towards the catch-up limit. You also cannot contribute towards the catch-up limit from incentive pay, special pay, or bonus pay. If you're contributing to both a civilian and a uniform services account, the limits apply to the total you contribute to both of the accounts during the year. So good, good information to know. So remember the limits for 2023 are now $22,500 for your annual elective uh, deferral amount. It's $7,500 for the catch-up contribution, which would be a total of $66,000 for the annual additions. Good information. Got that all down? If not, just rewind on the podcast and listen to it over again. Or just contact us at elizabeth at febcnow.com. That's my personal email. You can reach me directly there or at www.febcnow.com love to talk to you. You can catch us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or on YouTube as well. We love to talk to you. So um, don't forget those quarterly statements have already been mailed out, your 1099s. The loan rates right now are running at 3.625. The annuity rates are at 4.075. And next time we're going to bring more tidbits, more useful information on the TSP. So Happy to be here with you on this podcast. Looking forward to pulling up a chair, having another cup of coffee with you for our next podcast. Thanks for listening today to the FEBC Podcast with Elizabeth Inman and Brian Ventress. If you would like more information about the topic discussed today, or if you have a subject that you would like us to cover on a future podcast, send us an email or give us a call. We're passionate about helping you maximize your federal retirement. Thanks.